Hello, everybody. It's good to be live. Well, there's a big movement to get Joe Rogan canceled from Spotify because apparently he's a big racist. But is this a grassroots movement or is it a well-funded movement? Appears to be a very well-funded movement. I'm going to break some of these details down for you and look at the names of funders. I'm also going to talk about people getting arrested in the capital of Canada as Canada Canada's leader is still in hiding on this 10th day of the occupation of Ottawa. People delivering gasoline to the truckers may be arrested now. Several were arrested over the weekend. And a judge has just ruled it is currently illegal to honk your horn in Ottawa. Interesting updates out of Ottawa. I'll have some updates out of the U.S. as well in regards to the convoy uh, as there's there's a vicious attack against the movement to organize a convoy in the U.S. There's been a quite a bit of disarray, but I'm going to connect a few dots for you guys uh, on what's going on there. Uh, the same time that the Canadian GoFundMe was dismantled, the American GoFundMe was also dismantled, not as well covered, but a convoy had been planned to several U.S. Canadian border uh, points where more blockades were planned to be formed. And that was all taken down uh, as people were stripped from their funding. They did not end up going to the border after all. They're planning on going to the border this coming weekend instead as they have moved their fundraiser to give, send, go. So I'm going to update you guys on all that and also talk about crying Canadians, uh, or I'm sorry, cr- crying Olympians. And, uh, you know, China's hosting the Winter Olympics right now and China likes to play dirty. Is that any surprise? Why not just lock up your opponents? <laughs> Sorry, you have COVID. Uh, you're not going to be able to compete today. Uh, so we're gonna, we're going to share with you some updates on uh, the quarantine camps in China and the lovely athletes who are locked up right there right now. So before I jump jump into the Joe Rogan anti Joe fundraisers that are going on, shout out the sponsor of my coverage which is age with ivory. Uh, so within no time, this product has helped reduce the appearance of fine lines, return skin to its former elasticity and give your skin a more youthful glow. Uh, a lot of people using uh, Age with Ivory say that it is much, their skin's much more vibrant, tighter, firmer, smoother, uh, than they've seen in years. I highly recommend Age with Ivory. Get it today for up to 38% off for a limited time. You're going to agewithivory.com or click the link down below. I have some of their products and I think that I love it because it's they have very natural ingredients that actually work. Um, this is the BioTrust brand that I have partnered with Ageless Glow Rejuvenating Skin Serum, also known as Age with Ivory, agewithivory.com. Link down below. Go support the sponsor of my coverage. Okay, so let's get into this now. You guys may have seen the 
viral video going around um, a montage of Joe Rogan saying the N-word. Have you guys seen it? Uh, it's put, put out by Patriot Tates. Looks like a nice little grassroots Twitter account. No, this is a uh, this is actually a political action committee Twitter account. Patriot Takes is actually funded uh, by a political action committee. Surprise, surprise! It's a raging leftist political action committee that takes all of uh, its fundraising and puts it into getting Democrats in office. It also uh, puts out hit pieces on anyone who goes against the narrative. Uh, but is this a hit piece or is it just what Joe Rogan actually said? Here's what he said. You know, the nigger thing. Yes. Saying the word nigger. I already said nigger. He is just like nigger. Well, saying nigger. She's calling you a nigger. It's like this boy that he's a nigger and starts calling them niggers. Or nigger. There should be a word like nigger, especially like the word nigger. That's our nigger. About niggers. He says nigger. Guy, a nigger. And there are niggers. Start saying nigger. I'll use the word nigger. Out the word nigger. See nigger. Word nigger. Say nigger and he couldn't say nigger. What's nigger? Nigger. Like, you know, the nigger thing. Yes. Saying the yeah. word nigger. So there it is. Oh, now it's on repeat. Nigger. Yeah. Someone in the comments said Joe Rogan said that he did. He did. Or I'm sorry, that Joe Biden said that. Uh, Joe Biden has uh, pretty recently said it. Uh, it's funny you say that. I forgot that Joe Biden said that pretty recently in a speech. He said the N-word. Um, I would have had that queued up and ready for you guys to see. Uh, but when Joe Biden says it, it makes zero headlines. Uh, but anyway, so Patriot Takes has been uh, for the past several days. So that one came out January 30th. Um, nonstop. um anti-Joe Rogan posts now. And, uh, well, Joe Rogan responded saying, look, you guys have this out of context. Um, that's not really fair to me. He says, I am, um, embarrassed. He did say he's embarrassed about that, but he says it's out of context. Did you guys see what he said? And then I'll get into who's actually funding this, but here's Joe Rogan apologizing. Um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out. That's a compilation of me saying the N word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast. And it's all smushed together and it looks fucking horrible. Even to me. Now I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then. Yeah. So he's talking about, look, you're bringing up the topic of how culture has changed and how it used to be more acceptable to say. And in telling that story, you're actually saying the N word. So that's what Rogan was doing on a show is saying the N word in the context of saying how the culture on the N word has changed. 
But now he realized you can't even you can't even talk about the history of the N word. Well, well, saying you, there is no context in which you can say the N word in 2022 is what he, is what he's uh, saying. Anyway, so he's like he's totally like backpedaling on that and apologizing big time. And um, so Patriot takes is laying back into him and saying, um, out of context. What are you what are you talking about, Joe? Um, and so they gave an interesting clip of of a full context. Here's what here's what Joe Rogan, here's a full context of Joe talking about that word. And again, Patriot takes putting this out. When you say the N word, you're saying like it cannot be speak. It cannot be uttered. It is a sacred word. Yeah. It is a magic word. If you say it, Candyman will come. Right. You know, it's like, it's very weird. It's very weird that we've ever allowed that. It's one thing, like, you could say spick. No one's going to get mad. Mm. You know, like, it's not, as, not as racially charged, you know? Yeah. And then, and then there's other ones that, like, you can just get away with all day. Like Irish ones or oh, yeah. Italian ones. Or Guido or <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah. You can call me a Guido all day. I don't give a fuck. No one cares. No Shank one is a tough one. They get Shank's, very upset about Shank's Shank. rough. Yeah. Gook. How about Gook? Oh, that's a rough one. Oh, that's a really rough one. Yeah, but the N word, you won't say it. Look. Look at you. Say it. Nigger. <laughs> So he's getting a lot of hate for telling his guest right there to say the N-word. But um, anyway, the context which he was discussing there is um, he was actually saying the thought process that, I, that I've heard many people of all races talk about of like, why is that? Why are people giving so much energy to that word and, and like propping it up on this weird pedestal? Um, and the culture of the word has changed a lot. And uh, I remember um, it was about a decade ago that a popular rap song came out. Um, the the uh, censored version was My Hitta, My Hitta. Um, but the rapper is um, in an endearing way shouting out his, his buddy by calling him the n-word throughout the entire song and it's the name of the song and it became a popular thing amongst millennials um a popular shout out there was a miss teen usa i believe she was who tweeted at her friend uh my hitta my hitta but saying the n-word to her and nobody thought anything of it at the time it, it was a total pop culture thing well, a couple of years later, it was a huge taboo, and uh, those t- the tweets were brought back up. The girl was canceled. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm resigning from pageants." And anyway, it's it's interesting how this culture has changed, and it's one of the easiest ways to to cancel someone. Um, so it was interesting in going through all of these at Patriot Take tweets. One of their tweets is a fundraising tweets. They're, they're taking this opportunity to raise more money uh, by fundraising. So when you, when you see uh, their fundraising platform, you can see exactly who is actually behind 
this Twitter, which is actually a political action committee. Uh, here it is. This is the page they tweeted out here. Patriot Takes Research Fund. They are asking for you to uh, to give them money as they work hard to hold the GOP and um, these guys that I'm not supposed to talk about on Twitter or on, on YouTube, um, the traitors and insurrectionists and criminals accountable, but we need your help going into the midterms. Um, so it's actually actblue.com, paid for by actblue.com. So pay, Patriot Takes is actually a part of the Act Blue. Uh, political action committee. Uh, yeah, that you hear, you hear that color blue. They're talking about political blue. Yeah, it's all, it's all Democrat. And, um, you can actually, because it's a political action committee, you can look up who the donors are. Now, I guess they have a cutoff with how much you can donate at, at five, Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh oh, this is their uh, this is their other partner. I was going to show you both of these. So, if you look at Patriot Takes on Twitter, their bio says they are partnered with Midas Touch, with which is another pol- political action committee. It's a super PAC, and these are both leftist Democrat super PACs funneling their money into Democrat campaigns to turn America blue. Uh, because these are political action committees, you can look up the names of all their donors and how much they've donated on uh, the Federal Election Commission website, fec.gov. That's where I'm at. Let's type in Midas Touch and you, you can see. So this is the other, these are the two Twitter accounts that are like, oh, we're just, you know, a fun little grassroots tweet, tweeting out funny videos. No, uh, they're actually, their main job is to, uh, they're getting paid by their donors to take, to take down anyone who goes against the leftist movement. And you can see the top donor to Midas Touch is Bette Midler, the actress and singer who the day before the 2020 election donated $50,000 Reed Hoffman, I, I, I guess he's the founder of LinkedIn. He donated twelve thousand. He's he's the next biggest. But these are uh, a lot of small donations coming in. This is uh, this is the partner of Patriot Takes, who's the main page pumping out the anti-Rogan stuff right now. Because as we know, Rogan is against the narrative right now, just, you know, nonchalantly against the narrative. Like, Hey, just for fun, I think I'll have this guy on my podcast who has a differing opinion. Cause I think differing opinions are interesting. And, uh, the leftist narrative is like, how dare you? Um, so here we have, this is act blue. So act blue is the political action committee behind Patriot takes Twitter. And you can see, they received 15 million donations in the past six years. 15 million donations. They have a cutoff of $5,000 uh, for the donation amount, it looks like. And you can, you can scroll through and see everyone who's, who's donated to this leftist cause uh, that is currently out to get Joe Rogan, but they're anti-Trump. They're very anti-Trump, anti-anything right wing right now. And uh, 
open opensecrets.com has a good look at uh where campaign financing is used and they they break this stuff down as well here's their page um it should there's act blue which is again acting acting like um just a grassroots movement on twitter but they're actually um here's where they it, it, this is a breakdown uh donations to democrats versus donations to republicans uh looks like they stopped report, reporting by party in 2014 but the all the donations were going to democrats none to republicans and it also says they raised over 4 billion dollars just in the year 2019 through 2020 uh 4 billion dollars coming from small grassroots donations that's it's insane it's like unheard of. and i've i've have you guys ever heard of act blue act blue is uh i've never heard of that uh political action committee yet in 2019 to 2020 they raised over 4 billion dollars from supposedly grassroots um just podunk Americans throwing $20 in the pot. Do you guys buy that? It seems a little fishy to me. You know, with the way um, bots in, in, uh, in our society in 2020 work, it would be easy to break donations down into small amounts. And, uh, you know, if someone like, if someone like George Soros wanted to make it look grassroots, um, just send a bunch of bots to each donate 20 bucks or something. But uh, anyway, that, that's, um, that's the group that's actually behind this big anti Joe Rogan movement, um, taking big donations from, uh, um, actresses like Bette Midler and a lot of anti- um, anti-America type of people. Now, the founders of, of these groups are actually, the Midas Touch brothers are actually um, the sons of Kenny Miselis. Kenny Miselis. There's a variety, variety article about this. Kenny Miselis is a is a famous entertainment lawyer who represents people like Lady Gaga and Lizzo. Um, one of his sons uh, is attorney representing ex NFL dude Colin Kaepernick, and another one of his sons was a video editor for uh, Ellen DeGeneres. And now they have formed a political action committee and putting all their efforts into Patriot Takes. Um, it's interesting that. It's an anti-patriot political action committee that has its Twitter account um, set up to look patriotic. Within a, a called Patriot Takes with an American flag there, but they're they're against uh, the patriot movement. Um, so interesting take they're doing and using. Oh, uh, using their um, anti-Joe Rogan movement right now to fundraise, which will go into the 2022 election. All right. 
with that being said, um, I wanted to update you guys on what's going on in, in Canada. Uh, so people are being arrested in Canada. Um, also a judge has just granted an interim injunction against loud honking in Ottawa. Let me show you that. Um, the police chief has asked to double the police force. He's bringing in more reinforcements to try to shut down the movement there. Meanwhile, Canada's leader is still in hiding. Justin Trudeau cannot be found yet. Yet uh, he is still tweeting about the Olympics. He's tweeting from hiding about the Olympics, but he can't be found. Here, here's a new article. Where is Justin Trudeau? Uh, the NDP leader says the prime minister has not been visible. He, on Monday, called for an emergency debate in Parliament to find a way to get the protesters to go home. NDP leader Singh, on Monday, criticized Justin Trudeau for a lack of leadership, saying the prime minister needs to be present to deal with the protests that have paralyzed the nation, the national capital, around Parliament Hill for more than a week. If the occupation of Ottawa began uh, January 29th, today is day 10. So the convoy convoy remains staged out there in, in Ottawa, and uh, now law enforcement is getting progressively more aggressive. Let me show you guys this press release from Ottawa Police about their activity over the weekend. Seven people arrested, 100 tickets issued in demonstration-related enforcement. The Ottawa Police Service has made multiple arrests in relation to several enforcement actions related to the ongoing demonstrations. On Sunday, yesterday, two people were arrested for mischief. Multiple vehicles and fuel have been seized. Officers arrested three individuals for mischief. I, I believe the mischief was actually bringing fuel to the trucks. Um, it says here... Uh, other provincial offense notices were issued, including excessive honking, driving the wrong way, defective muffler, no seatbelt, alcohol. Okay, and then uh, they issued a warning advising the public that anyone found bringing fuel to the demonstration trucks in red zone could be subject to arrest and charges. This is effective immediately. There are also over 60 criminal investigations so far related to the demonstrations. Uh, those include mischief, theft, hate crimes, and property damage. Police Department's top tweet right now is actually calling on tipsters to report hate crimes. They really want this hate crime narrative to take shape that Canadians drove all that way to Ottawa because they're racist. Uh, that's definitely been the prime minister's narrative. And um, for anyone paying attention to the convoy, you know that's absolutely bogus. And you really have to be an idiot 
to think that anyone's in Ottawa because they're racist. Actually, this one tweet here, uh, one of the truckers uh, driving, one of these guys, he, he's actually delivering some supplies to the truckers who are staged up there. He, he was uh, delivering food and things to these truckers, and he opened one of the bags from, from Canadians sending off um, food and supplies to the truckers. And he starts choking up because he sees what this little girl had given, uh, had, had made for, for the truckers staged out there. Here it is. Nope, it's not playing. It says here, reach for the stars. We believe in you. And uh, it's got a little picture of the truck there. Yeah, for some reason, this is not replaying now. But um, she she wrapped up a little cookie, reach for the stars, we believe in you, and basically tells the truckers, thank you so much for what you're doing, standing up for our human rights, this little girl writes. And so that is why people are in Ottawa. Duh. Even the corporate media gets why people in Ottawa are in Ottawa. It's to protest these overreaching mandates. They're stripping people of a lot of their human rights. And so meanwhile, the Ottawa police top thing they're looking out for from the protesters is hate crimes, asking the public to report any hate crimes to them. Um, and, um, Ottawa's police chief says that they are really getting aggressive towards these guys. He can't stand these these people who continue to stake out. Here's some of what he said. Uh, an increase in police uh, action on the weekend, seizing fuel supplies, making arrests. Is there more of that coming today? Uh, Leslie, uh, uh, certainly we were very clear on Friday at the press conference. I'll repeat it again. We are going to be interdicting anything that is supporting and enabling the ongoing demonstrations and occupations and unlawful behavior in this city. Uh, we're going after fuel supplies and any of the supports that enables that. You've seen a significant operation overnight uh, that is ongoing. Seven arrests, uh, seizures of large amounts of propane fuel, a fuel tanker. We're holding that area now to make sure it doesn't become reoccupied. That's a challenge for us. But we're going to hold it and lock it down. Any other place where they have displaced to, we are attacking that as quickly as possible to make sure they don't take root again. Um, we've also dismantled uh, the encampment that was at Confederation Park. That was done through peaceful negotiation, but ultimately if, they, if the negotiation was unsuccessful, we would have forcefully ended that encampment. And we've fenced that area in and we're going to hold that to make sure that that doesn't become misused and unlawfully accessed. Again, those efforts are ongoing. We have other operations that are underway. Um, and we'll report on them as we can. Over 500 tickets were issued. We target hardened the city. We closed roads. We had a 50% reduction in number of trucks and demonstrators in the protest. And Sunday, there was almost nothing, including counter-protests. Our measures are taking effect and will continue to do so. The word is out, Leslie. Don't come to protest. If you do, do it lawfully. If you break the law, there will be consequences. Those supporting and enabling this financially or fuel... We've shut down the GoFundMe. We're continuing to go after the money. We've shut down the GoFundMe. Ah, are police involved in that shutdown now? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, uh, they stripped away, GoFundMe stripped away 10 
million dollars worth of grassroots donations uh, that that people around the world were sending to Canada. They were so proud that someone had finally really organized and said, we're, we're going to go make a big statement against our oppressive government. And uh, Ottawa police are bragging about helping shut that down. Uh, thankfully, there's an alternative. Thankfully, we still have the free market and people can ditch GoFundMe. I think you've all had a good warning now about how crooked GoFundMe is. I mean, I covered a dad whose son died uh, at 16 years old. Um, he, he had gotten the little needle. Five days later, died because his heart, uh, according to the autopsy, was double the size. His his heart had grown to double the size. He, he dies, falls over. Five days later, dad does a GoFundMe uh, to raise money to do a bike ride to D.C. on his, on his motorcycle. To He wanted to let Joe Biden know what's up. And uh, flying a flag of his son saying the needle company killed my kid. Anyway. So he raises all this money and GoFundMe strips that money away from him. So he had to switch to give send go. It's happening with dads whose kids have died because, Oh, the kid died of the wrong illness. You can't, you can't, you know, if, if your death was related to pharma, then GoFundMe is going to get rid of that. Cause GoFundMe has pharma's back. It's pretty creepy, but it also extends to, to the convoy. So now we know uh, GoFundMe is sketchy AF and give, send, go is where it's at. Yeah. Now, when I called out, call out Fox for being highly compromised and ditched my job at Fox, uh, Project Veritas was like, you've got to do a fundraiser, Ivory. And anyway, that my mom got with them, did a, did a fundraiser, but used give, send, go from there outset. See, Project Veritas already knew that that uh, GoFundMe was sketchy. So anyway, my fundraiser was done on Gifts and Go, and it was extremely smooth, wonderful, reliable. I highly recommend Gifts and Go. So anyway, all these people who donated to the Canadian convoy have switched right over to uh, Gifts and Go seamlessly. Check out the Gifts and Go page right now. They already have $5 million in donations. That was a little bit ago. Let me refresh the page. Let's see how big it is. Yeah, 5.2 million uh, donated. uh, And that's from 55,000 different donors who have probably just requested a refund from GoFundMe and promptly put that money right over and give Sengo. This is one of the... One of the uh, convoy organizers, Tamra Lich. Uh, from Beautiful. So it's going to be Give, Send, Go. It is Freedom Convoy 2022. Uh, that you can check out their site. There'll be links posted here shortly once we have all this information up. That's from her Rumble. So those are those are the organizers of the convoy to Ottawa, which is a pretty big success so far. Now the Ottawa police chief said that he's pretty confident that the convoy has, has lost steam and it was mainly counter protesters according to him, but the people, my sources on the ground, Sam Dubay, who I had on my show a few days ago, he's located in Ottawa and he said, these protesters are nowhere done. Yes, it does simmer down during the week, but on weekends, these people are planning every weekend to, 
flood the city again. Again, the truckers are staying put. Truckers are living in their trucks right now. Um, and so, but the regular citizens who are not truckers are flooding back into the city every weekend. That's their plan. Every weekend until these mandates are taken down by the oppressive dictator regime that is now uh, can, can Canadian parliament. So uh, they'll be back. So Sam Dubay, I was just talking to him on the phone today. He said that Canadians are so up in arms about GoFundMe taking away their $10 million in donations that they are way fired up now. And as soon as they get out of work Friday, they're planning on flooding Ottawa again with a huge protest. Um, so again, uh, the police chief is, is calling for reinforcements. Uh, now again, these are all peaceful protests. These people are proud to be peaceful, but he, uh, he really wants, uh, the police chief really wants reinforcements. Yeah. Justin Trudeau still in hiding. Now he's saying that it's because he has the illness, um, but now other leaders in, in government are saying, look, you have got to, you, you've got to get back here and help us resolve this and stop making this uh, excuse that you have the illness. I wanted to show you the official Canadian Freedom Convoy Instagram because um, they actually they posted one of these guys. Um, this is what's happening. So, you know, those trucks require a lot of fuel. So, so um, people who are part of the freedom movement are, are taking wagons so out there the and they're getting arrested for it. That if they catch us, they're going to start ticketing people for aiding the truckers. And uh, so I, I said, well, aiding what? Like aiding them in their civic duty to protest the government if they disagree with what the government's doing. So I don't know. I'm just going to keep running gas. It's all been purchased. Uh, there's a it's fundraising. Uh, I raised $20,000 and I just ran into him like right when I parked. So the moment I got here around 1030, I've been running gas ever since. You can go through like three quarters of their uh, of their gasoline tanks uh, or sort of the diesel tanks in, in a week just eating uh, their trucks. So it's a it's a crazy amount of gas that they need to use just to stay warm. The truckers need to stay warm so they can stay here and uh, and keep fighting for our, our freedoms. I wish that Trudeau would uh, talk to them. I wish the politicians would come out. I know some have like. Like, come on out, Trudeau. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm protecting you from my asymptomatic illness. All right. You know what we're all thinking here is this dude is not ill. He's terrified. He's terrified that, that his city is actually under siege with giant trucks and tough truckers occupying those trucks. Very angry truckers. I know you guys get offended when I call you angry, but the reason you guys went all, all the way out on this convoy is because you are so freaking fed up of the, with this oppressive government. And so Trudeau is afraid of the wrath of these people. Um, what do you guys think? Is he actually ill or is he just terrified? Um, I think he's terrified. Uh, so the American convoy, here's the, here's the deal. Americans were planning a convoy uh, this past weekend to the Michigan-Canada border and the New York-Canada border. And problem is their GoFundMe account was dismantled at the same time that Canada's was. Um, Canada did a, or GoFundMe did a convoy 
perch. That page is replaying. Okay, so I want to show you uh, the convoy. I'm going to show you their Facebook page. These guys are still using Facebook. I think they keep using Facebook because that's where their people are. We, it's just like, you probably need to switch to another platform here. They started Telegram channels. They do have active Telegram channels. But the issue is that um, Telegram is just not, enough, not as many people are on Telegram. So anyway, here, here it is, Convoy to D.C. Saving America. And uh, these are the people who were planning a convoy up to the border. I was going to show you guys the map. They had these maps planned out. They're actually planning that convoy this weekend. So they switched to Give, Send, Go. Looks like they took down the maps. Um, they're, they're really regrouping today as we speak. Um, yeah, they're making updates about it. So there, I just talked to the organizer, Penny Fay. Uh, she's one of the organizers I interviewed last week. Um, she's just a fed up New Yorker who ditched New York for Tennessee. She lives in Tennessee now, and now she's just become a serious activist and sending people up to block the New York border. Um, she and the other organizer, Denby, I talked to both of them. They have set up a Give, Send, Go account because all their money got seized by GoFundMe. So here we go. Here's, here's their Give, Send, Go. Not nearly as much raised in the United States as Canada has raised. Canada grabbed all the headlines and all the money. But they've, they've re, uh, restarted this. Now, This these organizers are specifically targeting the border. They want to set their sights on D.C. after the Canadians have become successful in Ottawa. Once mandates are, are uh, rolled back in Ottawa, Denby tells me she's talking to the organizers in Ottawa who say, we're going to help you guys in D.C. once we're successful in Ottawa. So she's waiting to get that Canadian support in D.C. In the meantime, they want to shut down the borders. And, and the other, the other uh, convoys, I know the original U.S. convoy got shut down by Facebook. They had over 130,000 followers. Well, this is, this is basically becoming the backup account. Again, they're on Facebook again. Why are they on Facebook? They should have totally switched to something else. But like I said, they do have this, they have this telegram channel right here, but the telegram channel only has like 2000 followers. So basically they're still using Facebook because that's where everyone is. So they're reorganizing. There's rumors that the convoy to DC is going to start on February 12th, but uh, people are kind of trying to figure out what to do having a bit of a hard time, it seems, really focusing in on the best thing to do. Normies being normies, he said. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm going to, I know, here I am still on YouTube because that's where all the audience and advertising dollars are. It's really sad. But I'm, I do have those other accounts and I'm going to start auto-feeding these videos over to Rumble and Frank Speech. I just, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say that, but I just talked to Mike Lindahl today and he's got, he's got a movement for me over there. Um, so 
it'd be great if we can get enough people over there to just totally ditch YouTube. That'd be great. So anyway, because I'm tired of, I'm tired of talking in code words, you guys, I'm tired of talking in stupid YouTube code words. I want to switch attention now to the Olympics. Winter Olympics are currently ongoing and surprise, surprise, China's playing dirty. Is anyone surprised by that? It's easier than ever <laughs> to play dirty in a pandemic. You see, China just has to say, hey, we're just looking out for everybody. We got to lock you up. I know you're a very good athlete, but our PCR test says that you've caught the illness. So bye-bye. It's off to the gulags. Yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to compete against our Chinese athlete in this one. I know you trained hard, but you're locked away now. Uh, Daily Mail is reporting life in the Olympic gulag. Athletes are crying like crazy in hellish quarantine with miserable food where hope is dead as dozens miss out on their events after testing positive and being carted off to isolation camps. Athletes complained of hellish conditions in Chinese isolation hotels after dozens were confined with the illness. China has locked away dozens of foreign athletes. Can you believe that? So these athletes are, are tweeting or Instagramming what their food looks like here. Uh, this Russian Russian biathlete, ooh, chi China is locking up a Russian. Uh, this athlete saying, um, a since deleted Instagram post showing the meal that, that she claims Chinese Olympic officials gave her to eat three times a day for three days in a row. She probably put that pick up and people were like, take it down. You're offending China. They'll, they'll give you even worse food. So she takes it down. Like, this is what you, this is what you're walking into when you go to China. I mean, w there were articles weeks ago warning athletes not to criticize the Chinese government. Because China doesn't like criticism. That's that's the eggshells you're walking on when you're going to a Chinese-hosted Olympics. So here these people are delivering food and supplies to these elite-level athletes. Uh, Germany's team boss has said the conditions inside isolation hotels are unacceptable, complaining of lack of exercise equipment. Yeah, these these uh, athletes can't even stay up to par while they while they're locked away. Uh, here's this Belgian athlete bawling her eyes out. I'm a, I'm gonna play that clip for you guys. It's quite interesting. Um, and here's this this athlete here. Uh, this is a U.S. bobsledder trying to train, trying trying to do some Olympic lifting. In, in about a little uh, four, four, three, four square, four square foot room. <laughs> Trying to stay in shape. I'm sorry, U.S. bobsledder. You are, um, our PCR test says that, that you're not feeling well. So you're going to be locked away and China's going to compete without you and China's going to win. <laughs> I'm sure that's what the, the Chinese health officials are are saying. Hey, the U.S. won a couple too many medals. Can you guys um, 
get a few more people into quarantine. I think some more people just came down with something. Um, so this Belgian athlete, I guess she, she rides those little pods. She, you know, those pods that slide down the ice. I guess that's what she does. I'm, I don't watch a lot of winter Olympics, but this girl lost it. So they lock her away into quarantine. She thinks she's about to get out, but Jenna says, not so fast. In fact, you might never get out. You might spend all of the Olympics in the gulags. Um, some of you have read the good news that I was uh, sent out of the isolation facility. We thought this meant I was allowed to return to the Olympic Village and will be treated maximum as a close contact. Um, on the way to the village, uh, we did not turn to the village, but the ambulance went to another facility where I am now. Sorry, we were just moving you to Gulag number two. Um, I am supposed, my NOC got surprised by this decision as well. I'm supposed to stay here for um, another seven days with two PCRs a day and no contact with anybody else. Two PCR tests a I day. I'm allowed to slide alone. I am, we are not even sure I will ever be allowed to return to the village. And obviously, this is very hard for me. So I ask you all to give me some time to consider my next steps because I'm not sure I can handle 14 more days and the Olympic competition while being in this isolation. Thank you. Can you imagine the blood, sweat, and tears she's put into becoming the most elite level athlete in her sport? And China locks her away in a gulag. And just on the day she thinks she's finally going to get out of the gulag and go back to the uh, Olympic village, she watches, she's riding this little bus that takes her on to another gulag. Sorry, you thought you had freedom. Not so fast. Here's your new gulag. This um, just re reminds me a lot of um, the concentration camps um, where people would get loaded onto a train and they wouldn't know where they're going. And then they, they get out and they're like, oh, am I free? They're loading me onto another train. Nope, I'm just going to another, I'm just going to another um, concentration camp. Um, so <laughs> this is just way too creepily similar to that, but also hilarious because she like, I, I'm sorry, but we all knew how creepy China was. I thought we did. And I, I honestly, I would not go to China for the life of me right now. Um, it's a really bad place for foreigners to go right now. And I turned down China when they were offering me a high paying TV job in 2019 because I didn't feel safe there at that time. Uh, China, 
locks up journalists. Now they're locking up athletes. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I do, I feel bad for her, but, um, it's also kind of, kind of funny, kind of funny how easy it could be for China to win these Olympics. <laughs> if They just lock up all the best athletes. I'm sorry. I heard you sniffling and I think it's safer for everybody. If you spend the next 14 days in quarantine, um, just to be safe, but all the, uh, the Chinese athletes are doing great. So they're going to be able to compete. Strange times we live in strange times. Would I go to Canada? You said, you know, I've, I've really been thinking I should get up to Canada and cover their occupation in person, but they do have very strange border crossing rules right now that I'm not going to participate in. I'm really, I'm really weird about, uh, some of the stuff. Well, actually ever since I called out Fox and got really public and continued to criticize the FBI, my mom said I shouldn't leave the country at all. I think I'd probably be fine to leave the country in some capacity, but yeah, leaving the country when you when you criticize tyranny can be dangerous because tyranny is very popular amongst tyrants right now. <laughs> and when you're a tyrant, you'll do some pretty extreme things to keep your tyranny going. So I just have to consider that when I travel internationally. And um, I just have to be aware that if the tyrants in the U.S. government wanted to do away with someone who criticized the U.S. FBI, that uh, it'd be a good, it'd be easy for them to say, "Oh, a, a foreign accident happened to her. We don't know what happened. Uh, she uh, some some freak accident happened while she was in that foreign country. Sorry, you know." If if an um, if an American tyrant wants to get a, rid of a freedom lover in the U.S., get rid of that person while that, while that person's in a foreign country. I'm just saying. So I, I have to be aware of those things when I when I travel internationally, and I think that all freedom fighters should be aware of that, and just be aware of weird freak accidents like happen, like the CEO uh, Sheryl Sandberg, COO of Facebook. She's a raging feminist, one of the most extreme feminist, feminists that I've seen. I think it's strange that her husband died of a treadmill accident while they were vacationing in Mexico. She doesn't have to deal with him anymore. How many people die on treadmills? Well, the COO of Facebook's husband died on a treadmill gigantic gash to his head after slipping off of his treadmill. Many people have slipped off of treadmills. How often do they get their head sliced open? Mexican police couldn't solve that mystery. Oh, fluke accident. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to die on a treadmill anywhere. And that's why I haven't left the country recently. Maybe I will someday. Once I have a big bodyguard. Um, yeah, so just, just be careful, you guys. Oh, closing note. 
I wanted to close. How much do you think this controversy over Joe Rogan will hurt him? Pull show of hands. How many people think Joe Rogan will be hurt? Did you know it's been exactly a year since video of Morgan Whalen, the country artist, came out showing him saying the N-word? Uh, there is a new article from Rolling Stone. Did dropping the N-word actually help Morgan Whalen's career? A year after the singer came to represent country music's race problem, Whalen has a sold-out tour, a, a radio hit, and a headline and headlining gigs at summer festivals. I also remember within days after video surfacing of him saying the N-word, Articles were out about his music topping charts. Morgan, Morgan Whalen's music topped the charts immediately after he said the N-word. I remember my Fox bosses bringing them up, this, this up in the morning meeting. They were so disgusted about how apparently racist America was. Um, uh, it's clear to any, anyone who has their finger on the pulse of, of how Americans are actually feeling right now. Americans are insanely fed up with cancel culture. And so what Americans were doing with Morgan Whelan was boycotting cancel culture. It's not that any American actually liked that he said the N word. Okay. It's just they are fed up with cancel culture and seeing people try to cancel him made people buy his music actually. Um, so people are boycotting cancel culture and, um, I, I have a feeling that Joe Rogan's going to be just fine. Um, you know, for sure. So actually rumble just today asked, they offered Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars to switch to rumble ditch Spotify, air your podcasts on rumble rumble, tweeted at him saying, we want to do, they, they, they wrote him an open Twitter letter saying, we want to do a four-year contract with you for a hundred million dollars. No word from Rogan yet on whether he's going to do that. If Spotify cancels him, he probably will. Here's the thing. If Spotify cancels Rogan, his audience goes where he goes. Spotify is going to suffer a massive loss if they cancel him. And they know that he has... He has a backup plan now. He has a big backup plan. Sorry, I'm getting a call. Uh, he has a big backup plan with Rumble. And Rumble will cash in massively if that happens. In fact, they'll become a huge YouTube competitor if that happens. This would be humongo. This would be very damaging to YouTube as well if Rogan switches to Rumble. So, therefore... Seeing the contract offer from Rumble is going to be more incentive for Spotify to say, I am not canceling Rogan or I'm going to hurt myself. So that's the situation. That is the situation. And uh, that was actually the car people. I've The car people uh, calling me. I'm finally going to get a car. I think I'm going to lease a car, not buy a car because cars depreciate like crazy. Um, if you guys follow my Instagram, you know, I've been searching for a car for like six months. It's been so freaking hard with the 
supply chain issue and starting my own business. Um, I don't have time to go car hunting. I'm finally closing on a car today. So yay me. Anyway, so that's that. A lot of news going on. Um, I was hoping to keep this shorter, shorter than it ended up being. I was hoping, hoping to do that rundown faster, but maybe I can get more up to speed the more I do these YouTubes. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you guys next time.